We have got so much to talk about and I do not honestly know if I do it justice for y'all. I am talking about the Great Reset and OMG there's so much and it's really hard and it's a giant concept and I'm trying to break it into bite-sized pieces for you guys. Uh, please email me your questions, the things you don't understand, the things I could do like a separate podcast just about that one topic. Whatever you feel like you need, I would love to talk further about this. But I do feel there's a very urgent need for us to understand what this is all about and what could be very, very quickly coming down the pipe. So let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast. And you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around because we're going to laugh and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Hello, what is going on, folks? We have been on a little bit of a hiatus as a family in Florida, we went to free Florida for like 12 days and it was glorious and it, I got sufficiently sunburned. However, I will say that Florida was much colder than I anticipated and I did not bring enough pants for my children. We spent some time in the panhandle where we were under tornado threat and it poured rain and we tried to fish three times and it was just too cold. Too cold to fish, if you can believe that. And we spent time in Tampa where it was too cold. Orlando was too cold. Miami was great. All the way down at the tippity tip tip. Finally got some good sunshine, but we are happy to be back. And I am grateful to be back with you guys because I have some heavy topic matter to bring to you, which is very unusual for me because usually I keep it light and talk about very easy to digest topics, but alas, I must bring you some heavy today, and I'm going to do my darndest to piece up, piece apart, and bring to the surface a very, very complex and very heavy, heavy thing called the Great Reset, okay? We're going to try to talk about the Great Reset in a brief and um, summarization format. Okay, so say a little quick prayer that I can do this any sort of justice. But I the reason why I'm bringing this to you is because we drove to Florida, because we don't do the plane thing and the mask thing and all that. Um, I had a lot of time on the road and I came across a podcast that really man, just rocked me and I've included it in the show notes. So if you want to go dive into that bad boy first and then come back here, you do you, but maybe listen to this and then go listen to that. And maybe this will help you digest that because it was a very deep podcast. It's my dear friend, Charlie Kirk. I say, dear friend, we've never met, but we hang out. Me and Charlie pretty much every day. Charlie is so wise. He's just young and everything I hope my kids will grow up to be just smart and entrepreneurial and know history and love Jesus. That's the goal, right? But uh, he had Glenn Beck on his podcast. Glenn Beck goes way back um, (laughs) as a little bit of a controversial dude. And I really want to stress here that although I'm going to talk about the Great Reset, which was is probably, if you went and Googled it, the number one conspiracy theory, it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a legitimate conspiracy. And this is the deal. First of all, it needs to be said that the term conspiracy theory came about after the Kennedy assassination, because we all know that that bad boy reeks of actual conspiracy And the narrative was shifted very quickly to anybody who was talking about more than one gunman was a conspiracy theorist and should automatically be censored, canceled, labeled idiotic, and dismissed, right? So that same mechanism that worked oh so well after the Kennedy assassination has been continuing to be deployed upon all of us who talk about actual real things, Well, that's just a conspiracy theory. And then people in their brain have been super programmed to just dismiss whatever it is that's being said. But this is not a conspiracy theory. This is very easy to research, search, learn about, understand, but it is very complex. 
this concept of the great reset. Maybe you've heard this phrase. Maybe you know a little bit about it. Maybe you've heard about it, but you don't know about it. Maybe you've never heard about it at all. But hopefully now after today, you know about it and you're gonna learn more about it and we're all gonna understand more about it together because I do believe that we are on the precipice of this great reset being completed. It is not just beginning, it is about to finish. It actually began in the 40s, okay? And I'm gonna talk about what the great reset is and I'm gonna dive into all that, but the reason why I'm bringing this to you is because I really do feel that God spoke to me as I was listening to this podcast. I just felt so energized listening to this really terrible podcast about this really heavy doom and gloom subject. And why did I feel so energized? Because I felt like God was showing me, this is why I've had you on the path that you're on. This is why I've had your husband on the path that he's on. This is why I've made you guys aware of the certain things that you are aware of now. This is why I've given your husband grazer. And we'll talk about what that is. This is why it's because this is happening and you need to be a player. And so I'm energized because I feel like I have a role to play in a really, you know, potentially scary plot twist in our future, our like recent or soon to be future. And I want to involve you because once you know, now you have to be involved. Once you are aware, now you have to take action. I mean, you have the option to continue to put your head in the sand. We always have the option to continue to put our head in the sand. But let me just tell you, and I am super affirmed by this, that I read the story of Joseph in Genesis just yesterday. I'm finishing it, finishing it up today because I'm reading the whole Bible in a year again, guys. And if you want to do it with me shoot, me, shoot me an email because I'm leading a group and I would love to have you in, on board with us. Reading the Bible again in a year, read the story of Joseph. Joseph was given the information by God. He was told ahead of time, there is going to be a famine, but first there is going to be a season of abundance. And I don't mean a season, I mean years of abundance where you will grow so comfortable, where everyone, your peers, the country will grow so comfortable in the abundance. And that's where we're at y'all in America. We're in the abundance. We have just had economic growth. We have had an up economy. We have had the stock market is higher than it's ever been. We have to ask questions about that, but not right now. We are in abundance. And God told Joseph, I'm going to bring abundance and then I'm going to bring a famine. And you can enjoy the abundance. He doesn't say this. I'm paraphrasing God. Don't do that. You can just go ahead and enjoy the abundance. A lot of people are going to enjoy enjoy the abundance. But Joseph, I am assigning you. I'm going to tell you ahead of time to prepare because there will be abundance and then there will be famine. Because sometimes, y'all, God brings famine. God is sovereign. He's in control. This is our great piece that I bring to this podcast. He is in control. None of this surprises him. It's totally part of his plan. He's allowing it. He's authoring it. All the things. This is good. This is where our faith lies. No need to bring fear into this podcast. But he does tell... Joseph, I, there will be a famine. Like sometimes God has to bring hard things to correct evil on the planet, right? We've seen that time and time again. There's plenty of, of plagues and famine and war and, and battles and evil oppressive leaders in the Bible. We see it again and again. It is not all sunshine and roses, even though God is sovereign. So he says, Joseph, there will be abundance and then there will be famine. I need you to prepare for the famine during the abundance. Don't be lulled by the abundance. Be ready for the famine. And that is my charge to you all, is to be ready for the famine. The reason why I felt like I had to talk about this today and the reason why I'm super energized is I just feel like this is, there there is an action and a role that we can take and play in the unfolding of this that will make a difference. And I don't know how large of a scale of a difference it's going to make, but I believe and in the podcast that I have linked in the show notes, again, Glenn Beck talks about War of the Worlds, the novel, and how in the end, the smallest of God's creatures, a virus, a bacteria, actually goes and kills the aliens in that book, right? Or in that, in that movie, in that story. The smallest of God's creation wipes out what would be the most advanced, right? And this is the blessing of the Great Reset. I'm going to go into it, I promise. I'm going to take you there. The blessing of this is that God is sovereign. He is in control. And our enemy is arrogant. 
I mean our enemy here on earth and I mean our enemy in spiritual realms is arrogant with his power and authority, all of which has been given and authored and allowed by God, okay? The enemy does not have any authority of his own. It's all given to him by God to serve God's plan, okay? And even, and this is why this freaks me out so much, this revelation, I say freak me out, I don't mean scares me, I mean, whoa, is because it lines up so well with revelation, the end, the prophecy of the Bible, the end of humanity, the end of the earth, right, is we all have to come under one world authority, one world economic, one world governance. This all has to come into come to pass for revelation to come to pass because the Antichrist rises to power of this one world authoritarianism, if you will. That is the way that it's going to all end. So the fact that the Great Reset, and here's the deal, here's what the Great Reset is, and then I'm going to unpack it. The Great Reset is a plan to centralize all global power into one authority, to centralize the governance of the entire globe into one authority, to centralize the entire economy of the world under one authority or one currency, all the world's religion or lack thereof under one authority, okay? If you look back in history, this is always what man has tried to do in all of the dominations of the different various empires over time, right? It's the Greeks, it's the Romans, it's the, you know, Medo-Persian empire. It's, it's all of the various empires that have come before us. Always the goal is, is global to their, you know, whatever the globe was at that time. Obviously now it's, it's more, it's more vast, the entire globe. But this is what's so strange about COVID is this is the first time, this is why it's always, it's been so interesting to me to watch in the last 18 months with the experience of COVID is we're truly having like a global pandemic, a global experience. Whereas before in the past, when we've had pandemics, they're a little bit more localized because the, the globe didn't work the way it does now. We did not have the way that information spreads like we do now. We did not have this like, um, immediacy, like the, the, you can fly to China any day you want. Like that was not a thing that a lot of people were doing the last time we had a pandemic. So the world is different today. We're experiencing it different today. And all of this aligns and points to the validity of this great reset. Okay. What is the freaking great reset? What if I told you that the people who were actually in charge of the, the way the world works today, let's call them the global elites, okay? These are the people who own the banks, okay? The, we've talked about this before, but the Federal Reserve, which is the, the American currency, people in charge of the American currency, the bank that's in charge of the dollar, is private. It is not federal, okay? So whoever owns the Federal Reserve, as an example, this is these are the people that are the global elites because the dollar rules the roost, folks. The dollar is the reserve currency. This is the most important currency on the face of the earth, right? So the people who are in charge of the dollar and how many are printed and all of that, that would be somebody that's really kind of pulling the strings behind what's actually happening. Think about our elections. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump and I'm going to vote for Hillary. And those are the only two people. Somebody put these people in the forefront, right? Like we always think about, it's not like you're choosing a candidate from every human on earth. You're choosing a candidate from like the 10 people who are put before you to decide which of these 10 people would you like to choose? It's always the illusion of choice. So there are people that, let's call them the puppet masters, right? They pull the strings. They actually know they have been in power for generations. Names like Rothschild, right? These are the people that have been in charge, had the most money, had the most connection, the most authority. They are not American or German or European. They are globalists. That's why we call them the global elites. They have no loyalty to any one country, to any one currency, to any one you know, style of governance other than they want the power. We're coming to the end of this plan. And the Great Reset was born after the um, Second World War. And potentially I'm off on my timing, but this is when I understand that it was first kind of put in print. And so these global elites have constructed a plan using these elite organizations like 
the World Economic Forum, as an example. Now, maybe you've heard of that phrase, maybe you haven't, but the World Economic Forum is where all of these ultra-rich, most of these people, we don't know who they are, we've never heard their names. They're not people that are in the spotlight, they're people that just have a shiznit ton of dollar bills. And they go to a place called Davos, maybe you've heard of this, but this is a town in Switzerland, and they have a forum, a meeting, every year where they chit-chat about whatever they chit chat. And for a really long time, all of us have put our heads in the sand and thought, well, I don't know what they're talking about, but I guess I don't care. It doesn't really affect me. There's nothing I can do about it. They're talking about like where to invest and what to do with all their bedillion billion dollars. I don't know. It doesn't really affect me, whatever. Well, what if I told you that meeting and those people had come up with a plan to reset the way that we do our life, reset the way that we're governed, reset the way that we have an economy, reset our currency, just reset the way that we do life. Every aspect, what have I told you? They, they had a plan and they put it in writing and they talk about it. And again, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is actually very well documented. You can look up the World Economic Forum. I hope you do. I hope you research it and understand what it is. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. He's the wonderful little German James Bond villain that uh, he's really quite a classic kind of prototype for a character, if you will. But he is the head and he, there's lots of videos you can find of him talking about this great reset, this plan that they have to implement. Now it's all dressed up in things like climate change or equity or social justice or all of these terms that we've now become so very familiar with. But these were all birthed long before we got them into our regular vernacular, right? These were all concepts that are essentially a part of or disguising the implementation of the Great Reset. And the Great Reset, again, is just the plan to centralize all power. That's the Great Reset, centralize all power. And again, it's what everybody who's ever been in power has ever tried to do in the history of the planet. So it's nothing new, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same old trick, but it's, it's a plan that has been implemented for decades and we're, we're actually at the end of it. And the reason why I haven't talked about it much, the, I mean, it sounds like I'm a loon. It totally makes me sound like just a crazy person. I understand that and very conspiratorial and maybe you're like rolling your eyes or maybe there's, this is where the cognitive dissonance comes in where you just like your brain turns off and you go, okay, this is too much. It's too evil. I can't believe it, right? We have, we have come up to a lot of those walls recently talking about the vaccine and the mandates and the election and all of this just absolute sinister stuff, just pure evil that's taking place. It's really hard to wrap your mind around the idea that people could actually be this crazy or this bad or this evil or this sinister, but the Bible promises it, history promises it, and it's right there if you want to look for it. Now, again, we can put our heads in the sand, but I do believe that God has a calling on us as Christians, as the church. We are in the midst of a great awakening. Another term you've probably heard. The great awakening is the revelation of these hidden things, right? Of the corruption in our government, of the corruption in our pharmaceutical companies, in the corruption in corporations. This is the revelation of all of that. That's the great awakening where the average Joe, the me, the you, I never listened to a podcast like this ever in my life and now I'm the host of one, right? The last 18 months have been a great awakening for me where I desire to understand, I desire to know, I desire to exchange ideas and, and grow in this knowledge. I'm not the only one. Why is that happening? I do believe that God is removing the scales from our eyes and revealing what is to come. And like I said with Joseph, he gave Joseph the opportunity to say, you can prepare for this, right? And we all have free will. So Joseph could have said, okay, thanks for the heads up. I'm going to go ahead and say that was just a weird dream. Maybe had too much you know, sourdough bread yesterday, and uh, that was a funky dream. I'm going to negate it. Or he could say, I'm going to, I'm going to believe that that was information given to me by God, and I'm going to act on it and prepare accordingly. And thank God he did because he saved the Hebrew people, right? As the story goes. So the, the podcast, the reason why this was just so 
it, I thought it was such a good podcast. And it, again, it's in the show notes. It's between Charlie Kirk and Glenn Beck because it really does walk through the whole picture from start to finish. It is heavy. It is a lot. It is doom and gloom, but he does end with some action steps and I'm going to review them here. But it was just so validating to me to be like, this is why all of the things that don't make any sense are happening. Obviously, my husband has been harping about inflation, you guys. We have um, just a, a, a remarkably inflated climate right now in our dollar. I hope you guys know that we are currently at what they're reporting, 7% inflation. But if we measured the inflation the way we measured the last extreme inflation numbers back in the 80s, we're actually more like 10 to 15% inflated, but we're using different metrics now basically to make it sound like it's better than it actually is. This is a dire situation. I know you're noticing it. I know you recognize how much meat and fruit and produce and gas and used cars and everything else is just going through the roof because we are under an inflationary climate right now and it is not showing any signs of stopping and we are also not having any sort of moves being made really by the Federal Reserve to slow it down. Now something that also goes along with the Great Reset is this modern monetary theory which is the current theory we're operating under which goes like this. Print as much money as you would like and do what you want. <laughs> Right. Okay. So if you if you're an economics person, or if you even like even if that sentence just doesn't make sense, I don't know how to say it another way where it makes sense. That's the current philosophy behind the way that our Federal Reserve is operating: is we just get to print as much money as we want, and we can essentially inflate our dollar and and debase the value of our currency, and you know hope for the best. You guys, here's the deal: if you again, you got to lay history over this stuff. We have surpassed, far surpassed, the amount of debt to GDP, the percentage there, every other country on the face of the earth has, once they have surpassed a certain percentage of debt to income, let's call it, they hyperinflate their currency and it, it crashes and goes away, crashes. I'm not talking about the economy crashing. I'm not talking about the stock market crashing. I'm talking about the dollar collapses, okay? This just happened in Venezuela 10 years ago, Weimar Republic. There's been a lot of places in Africa. It's happened a load of times and there's a formula. Once you do X, Y, and Z, your currency hyperinflates. There's no stopping it. We are past X, Y, and Z. We have done all the things. We're on the formula. Our currency is headed for hyperinflation. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it unless part two of modern monetary theory is you have to grab control of all production, of all purchasing, and of the currency, all purchasers, so all the people buying goods, like you have to control the purchasing, you have to control the production, and you have to control the currency. Nobody talks about that part. That is the part that stops the hyperinflation in mon modern monetary theory. Okay, this is a part of the Great Reset. Well, I don't want absolute control. You know, I don't want the government to have absolute control over the currency, over every purchase I make, and over all of the production of every good. But that is the plan. And we know that that is the plan because the Federal Reserve, which is the other way we can stop this out of control inflation, has to raise their rates. They have to raise the interest rate. Currently, you can get money from the Federal Reserve at 0%. This has been the case for a very long time. So when you, your mortgage, let's use this as an example. Let's say your mortgage is 3.8 or 4.5 or whatever. That's your interest rate for, on your mortgage. That's only coming from the bank because the bank gets the money from the Federal Reserve at 0%. The bank owns, owes the Federal Reserve no interest for borrowing that money from them, okay? Super smart. Now let's say the Federal Reserve raises their rates to 2%. That would be catastrophic to the market. It would crash the stock market. It would crash our economy if the Federal Reserve raised the rates to 2%. I know it sounds like a little amount, but you guys, this is like the, the way that it goes. But if they did, let's say they were at 2%, well then your interest rate, instead of being 3.8, it'd be 5.8 or 6.5 or whatever. My mom, when she bought her first house back in the 80s, when we were in another, a, a previous inflationary cycle, her interest rate was like 18% on the house that she bought, which meant that the house that she bought was like $60,000 for the house because she had to pay 18% 
on her mortgage. That is a high interest rate for sure, but the reason why interest rates were so high then was to control the inflationary environment at the time. The Fed is obviously not making that move. They're not raising rates very quickly. They're, they're rumored to raise it in March, half a percent, whoop-de-doo. They're obviously not you know, ambitiously trying to tackle this inflationary result. So what does that lead to? It means that they're just sticking to the monetary, modern monetary theory plan, which is part of the Great Reset, which is to hyperinflate the dollar. Why would they want to do this? Why would this be a thing? Well, if you are aiming to control all of the money, all of the power, all of the governance, then you would need to collapse the currencies. And if you collapse the dollar, then every other currency collapses because the dollar is the reserve currency of the world. So if the dollar collapses, it affects every other currency, okay? So if you needed to collapse the currency, the money system, then you would target the dollar. Now, we can't just have a collapsed system that would send everybody into chaos. So what do they do? They offer a federal Bitcoin, if you will, a federal digital dollar. It's a cryptocurrency or a digital currency, okay? This is why, again, all of this makes sense when you're looking through the lens of the Great Reset and the plan to centralize all things, centralize all authority and power into one place globally. It all makes sense when you're looking through this lens. So. If they're gonna collapse the dollar, they need to have some sort of control over that. So they're like, you know what? The dollar's losing its value very rapidly. We have an answer. We are here for you. We are the government. We save the day every time. Just like COVID, oh, crisis, don't worry. We're here for you. We've got the vaccine. Let's not forget that the cure is sometimes worse than the disease, right? Now we're learning as our heart attacks and our pulmonary embolisms and our cancer diagnoses are up over 2% across, I'm sorry, 2%, 200% across the board from the last 10 years on average. Let's not even like look at any of that today because we're not going down that road on our podcast today. Sometimes the cure that the government offers us is worse than the actual disease, right? So Let's keep that in mind as we navigate this whole thing, right? Because God gives us clues. Wisdom comes from him. So currency's collapsing. Your dollar's not worth anything. We're hyperinflating. You can't live. You can't buy meat. You can't afford your house. Blah, blah, blah. Terrible, terrible. Crisis, crisis. Don't worry. I have a federal digital dollar and you can transition all of your actual dollars for federal dollars. It's a digital currency, meaning there's no paper. You never put your hand on it. It's numbers controlled in the computer, which is what we're pretty much used to anyway, right? Because either you know about cryptocurrency and all of that, or I don't know when the last time somebody paid me in actual dollars, my paycheck shows up in numbers on a screen, right? When was the last time somebody paid you in physical dollars, right? We usually get paid in digital money as it is. So we're very used to this concept. So... They say, switch all your money over to the digital currency and all you have to do to keep all your pleasures the same, everything you have and enjoy in your life today will stay exactly the same if you just fill in the blank, whatever the terms of this agreement will be. Now let's back up. All your job will stay the same. You will keep your, your family afloat. Everything will be good to go if you just get the vaccine. I won't fire you if you just get the vaccine. Are we not already familiar with the social contract that's being you know, shoved in our face? If you want your life to stay the same, if you want to keep traveling, if you want to leave the country, if you want to keep your job, if you want to be in school, if you want to go to college, just take the experimental jab. Don't ask questions. And so many of us have gone down that road. It is conditioning us for the next step. This is all part of the Great Reset, y'all. So now we take our digital dollar and all you have to do is get your booster every month. All you have to do is go along with whatever we say because now as a digital dollar, and this exists, there is a federal digital dollar. It exists already. It's already in trial phases. It's been created. This is not a conspiracy. This is not a prediction of where things will go. This is already in the works. Now, currently, the digital dollar is meant to roll out as a cryptocurrency, not as a replacement to the dollar. However, that's the little swippity swap that I foresee happening. And it's not just me. This is like part of the plan. So now you have your digital dollar. Well, now th the other elements of the Great Reset are things like... Um, 
critical race theory and things like climate change and all of these other things. These are all elements of the Great Reset. It, it's all a guise to deceive us, to get us to prioritize different things than what actually matter, okay? And what I mean by that is, let's say, let me use this example. And I'm stealing it from my friend Glenn Beck in, his, in the podcast, linked in the show notes, folks. Let's say that under the guise of climate change, they decide that, okay, we're all switched over to our digital dollar. Everybody is like, thank God the government saved us. Hallelujah. We, we abandoned our dollar. We are saved. We've got our digital currency. Everybody loves it. Okay. Now they say, well, you know, climate change is really like we're just heating up too much. So only firefighters and doctors and true essential workers as decided by the government are going to be allowed to leave their house to go to work. Everybody else needs to not drive because of climate change. We need to not drive. We need to control behavior. Okay. So what that means is if you are not a firefighter or a doctor, whoever they deem, you know, essential, your digital dollar no longer works at the gas station. You can't buy gas. You don't have any other form of currency, so you actually can't buy gas. Or let's say that in a similar situation, there's another variant of COVID and we need to shelter in place. And people in Tennessee really don't do that very well. They don't follow rules. Well, their dollar is turned off. They can't buy anything outside of three miles from their home. It won't work. Every digital dollar, current, and, and that's the, the way that cryptocurrency works, is traced and tracked. They know exactly where it is. They know exactly how you're using it, what you're spending on, and they can modify behavior, turning it off and on. If you don't think this is real, then look at the social credit score in China. Currently exists, not a conspiracy, a thing. If you are friends with a Christian on social media, your credit score is docked. If you say something against the government, you could be fired from your job. If you say something against the government on social media, you're fired and your credit score is dropped. So it's all connected. This is how they modify your behavior. If they, it's a complete surveillance state, every single thing you do is tracked. Everywhere you go, you have to check in with a QR code. This is the same exact mechanism. They've already done it in China for years. They're trying to move that this way. Again, this is the nature of man. I know that a lot of younger people have been told that man is naturally good or innately good. But the Bible tells us that we are naturally sinful. We are naturally, we naturally desire to be God-like ourselves, right? And again, chapter 11 of Genesis tells us the people, very shortly after creation, wanted to build a tower of Babel so that they could reach heaven in their own strength, so that they could make themselves famous, so that they wouldn't have to be dependent on God, so that they would be like God. And God's sovereignty says, hot chance, no, ch no thanks, get real, not happening. And he topples the tower and spreads them and confuses their language and all the things, right? So this again is where our hope lies. The enemy is, is arrogant. The enemy is arrogant. He thinks he can overcome God's sovereignty. He can't. That's where our hope lies. God is sovereign and he is good. It does not mean he will not bring or let famine come. He will. He has. He will do it again. We might be up against very hard times very soon. We might be pushed against the wall very hard, very quickly, even more than we have been in the past quite a bit more. And I do believe that there is an urgency. I do believe that this has to do with the changing narrative, which I just talked about in my last podcast. The narrative is shifting. They're losing control of the COVID. I don't think they're losing control. I don't actually think we're gaining ground. <laughs> you know me, ever the optimist. I actually think they've run the course. Like the COVID has done the thing it needed to do. It has made us afraid. It has made us dependent. It has made us isolated. It has made us cover our face. It has robbed our humanity. It has made us turn on each other, divided, leave our communities, reorganize ourselves. It has run its course. It was absolutely a mechanism of the Great Reset and it has done what it was meant to do. I thought last podcast, oh, this is so weird. The narrative is changing. Why? Why are they just letting go of control? I don't believe it. Now I know it's, it's part of the plan. It's part of the plan. They're letting it go because it's done what it came to do. And now we're moving to the next phase, which again, very clearly 
is this inflationary environment. And God has been speaking to my husband that this inflation thing, pay attention, pay attention. He has been obsessed for over a year, telling me all the time, inflation, COVID is gonna go away. It's gonna all be about economics. It's gonna be about a crash. We're gonna debase the currency. We're gonna lose the dollar. I'm like, dude, you're, you're just a joy to be around. Let me tell you, our trip to Miami, you wanna be in that car. We talk about great things, right? But I'm like, goodness gracious, you are just a ball of joy and optimism, buddy. But he's right. That is reality. And he is of the mindset that we just, it's not about being afraid. It's about being prepared. It's about recognizing what's happening. It's about being a Joseph, right? And this is what the Great Reset is all about. All of these puzzle pieces fit together to move us towards revelation, to move us towards what has happened again and again in history, which is this attempt to conquer, conquer everything. And always America is this beautiful beacon of an experimental form of government. Never before seen this democratic republic mechanism where we elect leaders to represent us, but the government is limited in its authority. We've never seen that before. This is the experiment and it's been going great and I wanna do it. I wanna keep it rolling. But every other form of government always in the past has always been authoritarian, autocratic, you know, one man or one king or one small group of people has been in authority and they are not elected and they pass it down. I mean, it's happening, Putin, right? It's happening on our planet right this minute. It's happened again up until like communism only was toppled in the 80s. Like we're, we, we, in our lifetime, most of us, we've seen this, we've experienced this sinister nature of man's, the, his desire or her desire to control, to be in charge. There is no, uh, and this is a, a deception. I really was thinking we were looking more down the barrel of like a Marxist revolution, a little bit of like a Bolshevik revolution. I've talked about that a lot. I think that's an element of it, but it's part of the Great Reset. You know, they, the term with, um, we've talked about this before, in Nazi Germany, they talked about the useless eaters. I think we also have the, the useful idiots, which are the Marxists, the useful idiots, the Marxism, movement that's going through our universities and critical race theory and all of that it's very useful to to divide and to move us towards you know putting government in more of a seat of power putting government in in more power it's all moving us all of these pieces are moving us towards this great reset so what do we do how do we how do we be the joseph and live in our current abundance as much as there is left and yet prepare for what's to come. I also wanna use the story of Esther in the Bible because Esther was positioned for such a time as this, the Bible says. She was put in the position of authority for such a time as her role was to play out, right? God knew I'm going to put people in place and I'm going to give them information and then they will have the choice to act or not act. And I love in that story that Mordecai, her uncle says, Esther, and I'm going to paraphrase because I'm real bad at quoting the Bible, but it says, if you don't do it, God will find another way to do it. But you have the time, the timing, the position, the authority to be the person to do it. So now you get to choose. Are you going to be the person to take action? Because God's going to have his will no matter what. It, may, it won't be you if, if you don't choose it to be you. So you guys, you have the option to keep the head in the sand game going. But I would encourage you to recognize that God has positioned all of us for such a time as this. He has prepared us and he is giving this information. Number one thing we do is learn this information, understand it. I just ordered Glenn Beck's book called The Great Reset. It is footnoted extensively in their own documentation. He doesn't weigh in his own thoughts. It's actually like a history, a historical account, a historical referenced book of all of their own documentation, I mean, they, the global elites, the people orchestrating this great reset, they have, they have books written about it. They have videos that talk about it. As I've said, you can find all this, but he has footnoted it all. So it's going to be super helpful to read it and then look up the footnote and then go actually find that information and read it for yourself. Understand the information for yourself. Become a student of history. We know we've been told a million times that history is bound to repeat itself 
especially if we eliminate it. That's why we're tearing down statues, right? We're trying to eliminate all of this. You guys, it all goes together. It all points in the same direction. Okay, that's number one. Number two, localize every element of your life. Get out of big banks. Get out of big banks. Glenn Beck gives us a little bit more direction on this, and I will, again, defer to that podcast, but we can go to local credit unions. There's no reason, no reason why Chase or Bank of America or Wells Fargo should have one dollar of authority, one, one ounce of authority over one of your dollars, not one dollar. Why? There's local credit unions. Go to them. Ask them, do you keep the money local? Do you invest in local things? Local could be my state. It doesn't have to be my little tiny town. But do you keep the money local? Are you playing the game that the big banks are playing? Oftentimes they will say no, and that's where you put your money, right? All your money. Um, Go local farmer's market. Get to know your community. Build community. Be a human. It's just so ironic. Again, in War of the Worlds, it says the smallest of God's creatures defeats the most powerful. That's going to happen again. The smallest, each individual person making an individual, small, seemingly insignificant choice to go to the farmer's market instead of go to the grocery store is going to make a difference. It's going to turn the tides. It's going to pivot. It's going to build community. It's going to bring us back to what God always intended us to be, which was in community, doing life together. So get to know your neighbors, run for mayor, run for school board, be in a a place of authority where you can see what's coming and help make decisions and navigate. Um, This is where my husband's company, Grazer, grazer grazer.net, G-R-A-Z-R.net. Go check it out. It is a blessing and a gift from God. Two years ago, God gave my husband this very simple idea to essentially create a Craigslist for local farmers to sell their meat to local consumers. There is 100 million hoops you have to jump as a small farmer, you'll be surprised to know, to a local person that wants to buy the meat. You can't just do that. It, you can't, it doesn't exist. You have to jump through all these hoops. So my husband has streamlined that process with the Grazer platform. It's just on the verge of launching. And he includes local processors, you know, encouraging and, and um, investing in your local farmers, your local businesses. This is what we all need to be focused on, right? This is how we fight back. Currently, all meat comes from four producers. Four. That is a monopoly. This is why the price is steadily going up. It's not coming back down. Part of the Great Reset is very well documented and very much happening that they will outprice you with meat. They don't want to have so many cows to have to take care of. They only want enough cows and chicken and all the things to feed the elite. And we're not going to have meat in our diet. This is going to happen no matter what. So Grazer is a way to decentralize that monopoly, right? To bring it back down locally. It's kind of like Uber is a way to decentralize public transit, which is like a higher umbrella. If you can just bring it back to the individual, if you can just like empower a human to have a um, uh, independent contractor position where they can be more flexible and take on that work and, and help their local community. You guys, there is legislation across this country to make independent contract work go away. All independent contractors, they already did this in California to a lot of people. All independent contractors need to become employees. So I'm an independent contractor in my network marketing company. My husband is an independent contractor as a realtor. We would have to become employees, which means we're taxed differently, which means we're getting benefits, right? It's all good. It's all for your pleasure. No, I want the control over my situation. I want the control over my schedule. I want the ability to not have a ceiling. I want the ability to be able to make as much money or as little money as I need to make. This is the benefit of an independent contractor. There is actual legislation to take that away. Again, part of the Great Reset. One of their slogans from the Great Reset is by 2030, this is around the corner, y'all, by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. From their own words, their own words, their own mouth. You will own nothing and be happy. That is the goal. Everything is owned by the authority. It's essentially serfdom again. We'll be the peasants that work for the higher ups. We will never be working for ourselves. We'll be, we will never be creating wealth for ourselves. Everything will be owned by someone else. This is where I got confused with Marxism. It's a similar idea. But that's not what's happening. This is actually fascism. And to borrow 
the definition of fascism from the inventor himself, Mussolini, fascism is essentially a private and public partnership, okay? So we, again, when you're looking through the lens of the Great Reset, everything makes sense. Why on earth would Coca-Cola as a corporation weigh in on what they think is racist or not racist in voting laws? I'm sorry, you're a soda company? Like what? I don't need your opinion on it. This is evidence of that public partnership, public-private partnership, which is part of the Great Reset. Part That is fascism, where the government's in control, the companies that align with what the government says get to do whatever they want. Everybody else gets shut down. All the mom and pop stores? Oh, not essential, not essential. The companies that are going to toe the line and make a vaccine mandate for their clients or I'm sorry, their workers, their employees, you're in. Companies that are not going to toe the line, you're out. So this is the, we're seeing evidence of this public, private fascism already being instilled. This is what makes me go, this is urgent. We need to understand this. We need to act. But it's simple, you guys, our humanity Our humanity is our biggest weapon to wage. Glenn Beck says, as we move into this AI, this artificial intelligent world, you guys, my friend on her way to Maui gave her coffee order to an actual robot standing behind the counter in San Francisco airport. And the actual robot made her coffee. Human wasn't involved. They are phasing us out. And they are better at the job than we are. They can go all night, 24-7. They don't need to eat. They're easy, right? AI is huge. It's revolutionizing. We're seeing Facebook is moving to this metaverse, right? Virtual reality, pleasure. We need to hold on to our empathy. We need to hold on to our humanity. We need to recognize they have moved us so far apart from each other, isolated us, separated us, made us afraid of each other, covered our face so we can't see facial expressions. We can't communicate non-verbally the way we always have before. They've taken it all. It's all part of the plan. Lastly, I just want to say there are two novels, 1984 and A Brave New World. And Glenn Beck talks about this. And I thought this was such an interesting thing because I have really thought that we're living in 1984. And my friend has a shirt that says, make Orwell fiction again, (laughs) which I think is great because Orwell wrote 1984. And both of these books are dystopian novels. They're fiction, but they're not just fiction. They're fiction prediction. Okay, these two gentlemen were contemporaries and these books came out in in a similar time and they both are predicting what the future could look like. Okay, and 1984, up until recently, really up until I heard this podcast, I really thought had nailed it. 1984 is like this idea of a really aggressive, authoritarian autocratic, you know, takeover, which is what I see happening and what I have feared. This is where we get the ideas of censorship and a surveillance state and big brother. The term big brother comes from this book, 1984. And it's essentially talking about the telescreens are watching you all the time. They're listening to everything you do. This was before we had cell phones. This was before every household had a a TV. He predicted this massive surveillance state that we're absolutely under currently. Happening, it's real, that's all happening. So I really thought 1984 had nailed it and that's the direction we're going. But this brave new world is kind of a different approach. It's, a, it's a, an idea where we'll all just step into this control willingly. We'll step into the great reset willingly. When the time comes, we'll take the digital dollar very willingly because in Brave New World, it talks about this just heightened propaganda around pleasure, comfort, normalcy, choice, flexibility, all the things that you want. And they use a drug called Soma to like just constantly be keeping people in a, in a happy, passive state, which essentially is our propaganda. This is fear, is Soma, keeping you in a passive state. It might not be keeping you in a happy state, but then maybe you're drinking more wine and you're in a little bit of a happy, passive state, okay? The idea that we will stay the course to keep our pleasures is just all too real to me all of a sudden where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been talking about this in a different way. Like I already said, I want to 
still get on airplanes. I want to still go outside of the country. I want to still travel. I want to still keep my job. I, I need to keep my I need the normalcy to stay. We are going to step into this willingly. They're not going to have to force us. Most of us are going to go, you know what? What choice do I have? What choice do I have? There's always a choice. There's always a choice. And this is where we need to dig deep. Are we going to hold on to the pleasures that will ultimately be taken away because they always are, right? Those of you who got jabbed because you just wanted us all to go back to normal, because you just wanted it to go away, because you wanted to be able to go here or do this, and now a, a third jab is required. For some of you, a fourth jab is required. Now you're starting to realize, oh, I've been played. I didn't, I didn't go along to get my pleasures back. I didn't go along to keep my normalcy. No, no, no. I just took the first step and now they have me. They know I have to take the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step because ultimately the goal is to take it away anyway. The goal is to take it away anyway, right? Look what's happening across our planet. It's just wild. So I encourage you to soul search right now. Dig deep right now and decide ahead of time. Lord, where do you want my line to be? Where do you want my convictions to be? What do you want me to give up right now before it's taken from me? Because if you give it up, it can't be taken. If you surrender it all, it cannot be taken. And it might be, I went to church in Miami at a, a church down there that I heard the pastor speak at one of my conferences in Nashville and wanted to go visit their church. And he said, we might have to cooperate, but we don't have to compromise. We might have to cooperate, but we do not have to compromise. So I would invite you into that. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Father God, this is so much. This is a lot. That's a lot of information to take in. It is scary. It is just a lot. It is all the feels, right? And a lot of us are brand spanking new to this information, Lord. So I just pray that whatever you needed to get into the heart and mind of whoever heard this, that it is there. It is anchored. And anything else that you don't need them to know about right now, you just let it fall away, Lord. I just pray that it just falls away, that they just forget all about it, Lord, but that something would anchor in and that your voice would be very clear to them as to what they can do, what steps they can take. And at the end of the day, Lord, we just know that you are sovereign and that is enough. That is enough for us to walk forward without fear, that we can just trust in your faithfulness, that you have been so good generation after generation after generation. Why would you fail now? Amen.